When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Joining me in the tiny little shoebox studio, because we've been kicked out, Chris. Uh, We are joined by, of course, NFL superstar, punter, Chris Bryan and James Arthur. How are we, guys? G'day, Rich. How are you, mate? I'm a bit cramped, coach. Yeah, it's and pretty small in here. Do you know what? I thought we got out of this room. I thought we were going upwards and onwards in this you know, facility. I thought we had respect. Dermot Brereton knew who we were the other day. Brett Phillips knows who I am. I went on with someone yesterday live who now I've forgotten his name. Matt no, Matt, Matty Thompson. <laughs> he knows who I am. We discussed concussions. And now we're back in the studio and I feel like we're going backwards and I'm pretty depressed. Well, it is so hot in here. No, Thanks, look, mate. I hate this room. <laughs> Let's just get it done. No matter what it, no matter what the surroundings, we just make it happen. We're we make basically, magic happen. we're like Green Bay and the Jaguars right now. It was 110 degrees in their game today, so That's they, they sucked That's it hot. up and played. So I reckon we've just got a bit. We're in the same situation, pretty much. We have no other choice. We're well, as talented. It is the sec. 62nd podcast. We have not been in this room since the second podcast, so we've done 60 without it, but we're back in here, and we're going to get straight into the games, starting with my Buccaneers go to Atlanta and knock them off. As I said to both of you on Friday, this is exactly what would happen. Tampa Bay win 31-24. to The Bucks start a little slow, but James Winston bounced back from an early interception, throwing four touchdown passes. Uh as Tampa has a winning record for the first time since 2012, as my chair falls. This is bad. It is bad. Um, guys, I thought Winston was super impressive. After getting off to a slow start, he looked really, really good. I watched the f- I watched this game on the red zone. It came up a few times, and he threw an early interception, I believe. He did. And I was, think- I was sitting there all chuffed, happy with myself, thinking, here we go, sophomore slump, I was right, I'm always right, everyone else is wrong, <laughs> and then he just turned it on, and he flipped a switch, threw four touchdowns, I thought he was super impressive, I'm still a little concerned about their defense and their offensive line, but do you know what, they put 31 points on the Falcons, so it's all in all a pretty good day. It's all, It was always going to be on um, uh, Jameis Winston, wasn't it, um, and obviously shaky start but he, he's come out and thrown the four TDs and in better news the kicker uh, went perfect again so all he his, his pre-season Roberto is back after missing those two kicks in the pre-season that was what's only his... two he was 10 he was what's his last 8 name from again? 10 Aguayu Roberto Aguayu and fun fact his younger brother now kicks for Florida State he and hasn't missed yet he hasn't missed yet either he took over from him another one coming out of this game um Doug Martin had 18 carries for 62 yards. Um, not a great clip, no touchdown. I think one of the most exciting things for Buck fans was Jameis Winston really shared the ball around. Um, four different targets got the four touchdowns. His throw to um, Mike Evans. That's was, Mike Evans making that catch. But that what was and special. his throw to Safarian Jenkins. Yep, outstanding. That was a gr- it was a good catch, but that throw anywhere else it would have been deflected. It was perfect. Uh, I... I think he can really push himself into the next level, which is the questions we had in the preseason. So, you know, if they keep performing like that, the defense worries me. I think letting Atlanta put that many points on you late in the game, 
However, like you look at Atlanta's offense, it's pretty good. So it would have been. Where was the game? I was indoors, wasn't it? George at at Atlanta, yeah. <clears throat> so geez, that's a horrible venue. Can't wait till awful. they blow that place up. But that's now they. That's three in a row. They swept the Falcons last year, the Bucks. So you know to get off the start, the division on a win is good for them. Probably one of my biggest concerns looking at Atlanta was their running game. I mean, Freeman had eleven carries for twenty yards, and Coleman had eight carries for twenty-two yards. I mean, that's not a great return on the ground. Uh, I thought I'm going to put more on Tampa Bay's front seven than Atlanta. Atlanta's O-line struggled for the last few seasons um, with consistent running game. And I thought uh, Levante David and the Quan, as I like to call him, Quan Alexander, really just turned it on. They were penetrating. McCoy was back to his to his couple of years ago form, I believe. You, you called me and said that to me, Rich. He's, he's been outstanding. So, well, he was outstanding. So I, I think they've got some players on that defense, and they'll get better as the years go on if they can get rid of Chris Conti. Oh, God, I wish we would get rid of Chris Conti. Drives me nuts. Next game we're going to look at is the Vikings at the Titans. Uh, James, you check this one out. What was your takeaways? I certainly, this was all Titans until the third quarter. Titans are driving up 13-3, to I believe it was, maybe 13-6. to up looking the goods in the red zone, and Mariota just throws a terrible pass, gets picked off by Kendricks, the middle linebacker, who takes it to the house, scores the touchdown. Yards. It was a complete shock. Put the Vikings in the lead by a point. Sorry, it was 13-7. to Put the Vikings in the lead by a point. Uh, the ensuing drive, Mariota and Murray on a read option play, I believe Mariota wanted to keep it. Murray wanted, thought he was giving it to him. Fumbled it on the ground, was picked up, taken back for a touchdown. All of a sudden, the game was over because the Titans just weren't looking like scoring. And all of a sudden, the red zone turns into a pick six. And that was really it. The Vikings got nothing going with the running game. Peterson was destroyed all day in the backfield. He could get nowhere. He had 19 carries for 31 yards. It's a 1.6 average. He was, and it wasn't his fault. He, he probably could have stopped trying to bump it out all the time, but he was just trying to make something happen. Without a passing game, they, they can't create the running game. Their O-line isn't big and powerful enough to just dominate a defensive line. Um, and I'm putting more on the Vikings' offense than the Titans' defense because I don't think their front seven is that good. So it was an interesting game, but that was it. The Titans couldn't get back. Do you think that'll change um, when Bradford comes in? Um, which is how long do you reckon that'll last without him? I mean, they, they won, so you obviously, you know, they escaped. he'll do a good job. They, I don't think they deserve, that's, that's harsh to say that. Their defense is one of the best defenses in the league and they won it for him, but that's not going to happen every week. I, I don't know. I've seen Bradford be mediocre at a lot of teams now. And yes, I think he's better than Sean Hill, but I think the Vikings receiving core is below average as a whole. Um, their tight end, Kevin Rudolph, he just struggles in so many aspects, especially blocking. Their offensive line is is not what it's cracked up to be. There's a lot of talk about how good it is. It's actually not across the board. Um, they get by on how good Peterson is. And if, and if he's if this is a sign that he's maybe lost a step, which I certainly don't think it looked like that in the game, but if it is, then I don't think Bradford can save that offense. Um, I still think this defense is probably good enough to give them a chance to make the playoffs, but... The offense, I think they're really re- relying on Teddy Bridgewater, and I think they're in, they're in a bit of trouble. Hill's throwing action is god-awful. Takes him about five it seconds to release. It is so release. bad. Have <laughs> you seen it? His um, arm strength is one of the worst I've ever seen. The only other thing I want to mention is, did you enjoy uh, your your old mate, DeMarco Murray, leaping into the end zone for about five yards out, clearing a defender? I have to admit, that got me off the couch at 4.30 in the morning, <laughs> to the point where my wife told me to shut up a lot. <laughs> meaner than that um, it was exciting but then when he fumbled it was Suki Murray that we saw last year he kicked up a, a stink he then fumbled on the next series just on his own going through the O-line um, he really took him off his game Henry was relatively ineffective they just couldn't find a way to get it to him look I think the Titans are going in the right direction and I feel for Mariota because I think if he if he punches that touchdown in and they go up 20 to to 7 they're winning that game. I think the confidence is up. They're at home. I think they win that game. And one just slightly underthrown ball cost them. And it was a great play by, by Kendricks on defense. And that's it. That's how, it, that's how it's a game of inches. That's how quickly it can change. Moving on, 
the Cleveland Browns travel to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Browns going down 10 to 29. Chris, you had a bit of a look at this one. What were your takeaways? Yeah, I had a bit of a look. It was, um, I mean, it was all on to, uh, to RG3, wasn't it? And uh, what did he have? He had uh, 12 completions from 26. So not a great start. You know, that's going to be their question mark, isn't it? So, um, I think the Eagles, you know, Carson Wentz came out there and threw for nearly 300 yards and a couple of touchdowns. So, you know, he uh, he probably would have been nervous in his first game and um, he came out and did an okay job. Uh, what else happened in this game here? Anyone else see any of the highlights? I, I just want to say one thing regarding Carson Wentz. Great performance in your first game. Green Bay, uh, sorry, Cleveland's defense is quite possibly the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty awful. They could not stop anything. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop the pass. Their front four, their two outside linebackers and two defensive linemen were all rookies that started. Their middle linebacker is his first year as a starter. The the other guy's from the Jets, so he's a veteran. But they have got young guys everywhere. They're not going to be any good this year. Griffin played really well to start, but he couldn't keep up. And they're not going to be able to keep up. Um, I believe the score at quarter time was something like 10 to 13 or something along those lines. It was yeah, really close. Like 7-13. Cool. It was 7-13. Yeah. So it was, it was quite close. And I was thinking, you know, halftime, well, the, the Browns are in this. But then the the defense just couldn't get any stops. I don't think they only punted once in the second half. Couldn't get any stops. It was just, yeah, I, I felt for RG3 because I thought if the game had stayed close, he would have had a pretty good day. But as soon as they started forcing that offense to stretch the field and and do things they're not capable of, it just all fell apart. Senna didn't help him out either by snapping that ball clean over his head. It, it, it starts to throw your confidence. Like, James, you know as a Senna, you need a really good relationship with your with your quarterback, both being on the same page, and you never want that quarterback thinking for a second this ball isn't coming directly to me. I've had both crappy you know, relationships with my quarterback and a good relationship with a quarterback, and I'm sure I'll have different sorts over the years, but... It, it's difficult. And Cam Irving, it's a shame because he actually played really well other than that. He was the, a first-round pick last year, a guy they got a lot of hope for, has played all five positions at college. He's very versatile. I think centers where he belongs in the NFL. And he blocked extremely well. It's just, that's the thing. It's like a, a left tackle can dominate a guy for the entire game, but if you let him come through one play and get a strip sack and a score, you look like you've had yeah. a terrible day. And that's the same as a center. That one bad snap, that was kind of the turning point. Gave them the safety. They got the ball back. They scored straight away. And then from there, it was all over. I think a concerning thing here now, um, I read today that uh, if they lost today, the Browns, that was going to be their 12th straight season going 0-1. So they haven't won an opening game for 12 years. God knows how many quarterbacks and how many coaches they've been through in that time. So, Who have the Eagles got next week? So can anyone get that up? I think I'll have it for you in a sec. I'm clicking on their name now. I'd love to know. Keep talking while it uh, They play at Chicago next week. Another yeah. pretty crummy defense. They've, uh, maybe they've... I think they might have looked at who they played the first couple of games before making this Carson Wentz decision. Chicago aren't a great defense. They then play Pittsburgh, so that'll be the test. Then they got um, to buy. By all means, don't... You know, oh, they got to buy in the fourth round. That's awful. Buy shouldn't a, be that early. Shouldn't have, they shouldn't have buys. It actually helped me weeks. when I was at Tampa and got a free paycheck. You get paid for a bye week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You That's get, awesome. You, you get your full. So I, I love. I actually pre. I've told that story on. I reckon it's hilarious. It's good. Um, I hope people don't think I'm putting down Wentz. It was a good performance, and you know what? It is in the NFL, and they're all NFL players. And he did a good job. He's against got, them. He's got Jordan Matthews too, who had a bit of a. You know, we already knew he was good, but it was a bit of a coming out. Out party. I mean, he, what do you have? Seven odd catches for over a hundred and a touchdown. Yeah, he that's can a play. good day out. Um, he did have two fumbles as well. Look, I, I think, think though he he was number three quarterback eight days ago before the Bradford. Yeah, and, that's you know, true. Chase Daniels. So he wouldn't have been getting many reps at the start of training no. camp. So to it was come still in, a good effort. Yeah, and, and he's only going to get better. He can obviously play, and this just shows if you can put a game together like that, you've obviously got the yep. ability to be in the NFL. I just I don't want Eagles fans to get their hopes up when they play a good team. That's all. Next game to look at Cincinnati travelled to the Jets and squeaked out of victory twenty three to twenty two. The Jets were in the, in this up to their eyeballs. Their front seven was incredible. 
um, on the weekend. Sack City. Yeah, but the game ended when Mike Nugent kicked a 47-yard field goal with about a minute on the clock, a touch under, um, which propelled Cincinnati to that 23-22 lead, and it stayed that way. Andy Dalton threw for... 366 yards, had a touchdown to A.J. Green, who caught 12 of those passes for 180 yards. We said on Friday, well, he's, a bit, he's a bit nicked up. We're not too sure. He is fine. <laughs> there is no knee injury there. If he is nicked up, well, you, uh, you don't want to see him when he's not nicked up getting 180 yards. So. I, I, I gave you guys a description to what he did to Revis Island, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tone it down a notch and give it to <laughs> everyone else. He hopped on a boat and paddled his way out to Revis Island. He put his feces in a bag, lit it on fire, watched <laughs> Revis stomp on it, then chase him around the island with his feces <laughs> on his shoes till Revis got too tired, fell over. He then hopped on his boat and paddled back, leaving Revis on his island pretty much dead. I'm sorry, Revis Island is over. You cannot leave him in single coverage with those sort of players. I really don't know what to say after I that. No <laughs> if anyone wants to argue the point with me, watch the game and give me a call because I'm telling you, he cannot play one-on-one against the top 10 types of receivers anymore. He's just not fast enough. And he's had a great career, and I think he was one of the best corners ever, but it's done. Get him into a, get him into the scheme and give him some help. There you go. How many um, yards did um, did I do? 180 yards on 180. 12 receptions. He had a long of... Two. Two he, 54s. He had two 54 <laughs> One was a touchdown. Receptions. That's pretty incredible. Um, this was a really interesting game. As I said in the open, in the open, sorry, New York were in it up to their eyeballs. Um, well, it's come down to a, a Nick Falk, his first ever career extra point miss, and then they had a 22-yard blocked field goal as well, so... There's the game right there. Um, so everyone sort of hangs shit on special teams, but you know this game here, it's obviously that's where it's come. It's come from. Missing well, extra really. points is a freaking joke. I'm, well, I'm sorry. There it's, was a lot of extra points and field goals a, missed a this weekend. Missed. There were a lot. Not, not by Dan Bailey though. And a lot of and a lot of games decided by yep. a point. There was, there was I think the NFL games decided by a possession. NFL's done that on purpose, though, because they've moved the extra point so far back. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's true. A, it's a 33-yarder. Now, it's not just a little chip. As you said, they did want to make it more important. You slightly missed it. And that's 100% it. what it is. The yep. problem is, I, I guess you get this question all the time, but do you want kickers deciding games like yeah, this? Yeah, see, I don't. Put it back. In, if they're kicking a 50-yard yeah. field goal to win it, I'll, that's great. But what they're saying is that they're, they're putting it back on the coaches and say, there it is, go for two. Exactly, yeah. And that's yeah. what the NFL and wants. That's we'll, what they want. we'll get to a game that they went for two. All in all, I, I didn't catch this game a lot, but it was on red zone every now and again. I thought Dalton looked pretty sharp, could have been sharper. He was 23 again. of 30. You can't be much sharper than that. Their, it, their running game struggles again. And that that's what's hurt them. Um, I, thought, I don't get it. Jeremy Hill was ordinary. I mean, he had, what was he, uh, nine, nine carries, 30, 31. Yeah. But he got 12 of those. On one carry. Yeah, but he did that twice. He got 24 of those yards on two carries. Normally what I do with running backs averages is I'd mine, I take their long away and then divide it by that, and it gives you a better sense of what their day was like. Um, so if you had a long of 20 and you only had and you had 60 yards, you take that away, it gives you a pretty good indication of what your day looked like. Where, where do you think Geo is in this he's, in this scheme? He's, he's not, not being powerful used. enough to run inside the tackle. But he's not being used in the passing game either. Or find a way to get it to him, because he's pretty electric when he's got the ball in his hand, and they're not... They're not using him. I mean, he, he finished is. with a handful of carries and two touches in the passing you, game. You look on the flip side, Matt Forte, 22 for 96. It's, it's a pretty good day. And then he puts five for 59 yards. He doesn't He doesn't look like he's aged at all. So he might be a real good in for them this season. But I think we have to give some respect to the Jets' defense with that running game. Their front three, especially, their 3D linemen, McClendon, Wilkerson, and um, and Williams, the young, awesome. the young rookie, they haven't even got Richardson back. Till, they got him back next game. So this is a front four that I don't think any offensive line in the NFL is going to be able to handle. Not in their division, anyway. Not in, certainly not in their division. Mm. Um, it's probably not even in the playoffs if they can skip their way in. So they're going to be in a lot of games like this where teams are going to have to pass on them. Hopefully they can sort out a few things. Don't leave Revis on his own against a guy like AJ Green because you, it's you know it's not fair to him now if he can't if he's not capable of that. Don't just let him get. Teed up on every single week. Adjust. One of those catches. One of those catches was a blinder. That one that 
there was one he was in pretty good. Oh, <laughs> he still has he's, he still has some talent. It's obviously he's just he's lost that step, and AJ Green hasn't. I'll pose a question to both before we get out of this game. If you're a Cincinnati, if, if you're a Cincinnati fan, are you happy and think you're going back to the playoffs? And on the flip side, if you're a Jets fan, are you excited by that performance? Because there were plenty of people, me included, who thought they'd slip. I think the Jets. Yeah, if you're a Jets fan, you you got to be, be happy. reasonably happy. Obviously, they're pretty ruthless in New York about winning. You have to win. They they got they'd, a tough start to the year. They don't necessarily like good performances or no. honourable well, losses or whatever. They so. could lose the first five games by a point if they play like that, but they're playing such good teams that it might not matter. And I think if, if I'm a Cincinnati fan, I think the biggest question going in was Andy Dalton, and he looked great. So if that was your biggest question and then he answers it like that against a, a pretty good defence, I think you're going to walk away pretty happy. Last thing, Lockie Edwards had three punts, 44-yard average, one inside 20. He had a long of 54. Pretty good. That good? Um, Chris, that good? Yeah. Pretty good outing for the rookie. He also held... um, (coughs) He was also the holder on the extra points as well. I'm just trying to see if I can find those. Nick Foles was three of four and one of two extra points. So I'm not sure if that's on Lockie or not, but I'm sure they'll have a look at it because I haven't seen them all. Next game, the Oakland Raiders travelled to the New Orleans Saints and walked away with a 35-34 to victory. James, you were on top of this one. Tell me all about it. Jack Del Rio got nuts. I will Big tell you that. Balls. Top <laughs> Big balls. Big balls. <laughs> what a... This was... This and the Packers-Jaguars game were the games of the week. Um, this was... It was as if... I kind of feel like it was Drew Brees passing on the baton to the car because... He was electric, and Carr was just as good. It was a duel between two quarterbacks, one winding up his career and one winding down his career. I wish we could watch this another time this year, but they're not rival, they're not division rivals, so we can't. But I think Derek Carr is going to be outstanding. What I was disappointed with, the additions the Raiders made on defense did not help. Sean Smith, after getting burned for a 98-yard touchdown, and I, I didn't miss say that. It was a 98-yard touchdown to Brandon Cooks, which is the longest play in Saints history by about 20 yards. He was benched. Khalil Mack couldn't get anything done. He had double and triple teams. One player I saw a tackle lunge out and hit him, and then he, when he went inside, the guard was sitting there waiting, and when he went outside, a running back was there to cut him. So he had a really tough time. They had no other edge rusher. Irvin was used correctly, but he didn't affect the game in the way they needed it to. He had one sack, forced the fumble first, on it, and first got, play a, of the game. got a turnover. That was the first second play of the game. He didn't record another stat after that. That was he, it. He was in coverage a lot. I don't know what you do with him there. I think they, they need Alden Smith back, which they're not going to have for a while this season. Um, but both offenses basically did whatever they wanted. The, for, the Saints defense has not improved in any way. I, w- I want to give out some stat lines here because <laughs> this game it. was pretty incredible. One, Derek Carr was 24 of 38 for 319 yards and a touchdown. On the flip side, Drew Brees, he's going to get another 5,000-yard passing this year for sure. He went for 28 of 42 for 423 and four touchdowns. That is his 14th time over 400 yards <laughs> in the game. It's just ridiculous. And then you take a look at his two top receivers. Willie Sneed had nine receptions for 172 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Cooks had nine receptions for 143 yards. And two touchdowns. And two touchdowns. I mean, come on. Got, like, Mike Thomas is, the, is, is a fifth-round pick who looked really good. They've certainly made the right decision getting rid of Marks Colston. Um, the, the problem I have with the Saints is, and I think we discussed it last week, it's just volume. They're a volume passing team. And, you know, today it looked really good because when you're, when you're dueling it in a shootout, it looks great. But against a good defense that'll let you have the underneath, Drew Brees might throw for 323 yards and one touchdown or two touchdowns, and you'll lose this game 42 to 14. And this is the problem. They're very one-dimensional. They whereas, can't stop anyone. That's no, the problem. They can't stop anyone. Their offense is one-dimensional, whereas the Raiders... They have a running game. Latavius Murray's a good back. Richard, not Richard, it's Richard, had a 75-yard touchdown run. No, so it's Richard, spelled R-I-C-H-A-R-D, just like my name. It's Richard. That's Richard. It's not, I'm, I'm changing my name. To Richard. Yep. Your name's not Coach anymore. No, it's Richard. you Richard. Call me Richard. Okay. No, no, it's, it's, <laughs> Thanks it's, to James, it's, Chris, and Richard. Coach, <laughs> Coach Richard. Look, I think they've got a running game. I think Amari Cooper's stepped it up to a new oh, level. Jeez, he was good. And let's, before we move on, 
the ballsiest move. They score, can kick an extra point to tie it up, and Jack Del Rio says, you know what? I back my boys, back my quarterback. I'm going to throw a fade to Michael Crabtree, who took a screamer of a catch. It was outstanding. It was just a really entertaining game between two good offenses. Um, I'll, I'll tell you why he doesn't, why he wanted to back his offense. Because he defense. doesn't back his defense. <laughs> if they had got I, to overtime, Breeze would have thrown another touchdown yeah. and they would have had to go at it again. I thought he made... It's a huge, ballsy call. When it comes off, you look like a superstar. If it didn't work, he'd be getting, he'd be getting destroyed today. I, I actually wouldn't. I, I think... I, I wouldn't either, it. but you know what's going to happen on the media. First take are going to just are. annihilate The whole city will probably... Tomorrow morning. The whole city will, yeah. It's like Carson Wentz is the new MVP favorite. It's just the way they roll. Um... Either way, it was a really good game. I really enjoyed it. One of my favourites. We're going to move to the Chargers and the Chiefs in a game that was um, a, an sneaky, awesome game. Really good. Um, Chris had a look at this one for us. The Chargers jumped out to an early lead only to have the Kansas City Chiefs claw it back and take it from them. The final score, Chargers 27, Chiefs 33. Chris, what jumped out at you? Oh, look, it's obviously... Uh Game of two halves, really, wasn't it? The the Chargers came out and they put on 21 points in the first half. So, um, you know, they came out all guns blazing. Uh, Philip Rivers obviously had a, a reasonable game. He for uh, 243 yards. Um, but, uh, you know, you got to play the whole game out, don't you? You gave up 17 points in the last quarter. Um, uh, Alex Smith obviously had a good game as well, threw, threw for uh, 360 Three yards and and two touchdowns. So, um, yeah, it was it was a pretty good game, and you could tell the relief in Alex Smith's face when they uh, when they scored and then and got the victory. It was, it was a really interesting game. I thought Alex Smith second half was incredible. First half was terrible. Uh, but Spencer Ware, their running back, hit eleven carries, seventy yards, and a touchdown. Plus, he put seventy for one hundred and twenty nine yards receiving. He lo- that's looks- what Charles used to do. Go back two years. Now, that, Charles, that, that's numbers Charles, Charles would put up. Charles didn't play, and it's interesting. Are they are they kind of moving on from him? Do you think he's not ready? He's him? not ready. They just wait. Flat for him. out, he's not ready. Coming back from his injury from last year, yeah, and he's going straight into a timeshare role. Hundred percent. Oh, they because um, Spencer Ware looked fantastic. Yeah, and Ch- Chandrick West didn't have the greatest day. He has the greatest name, but he didn't have the greatest day <laughs> running the ball. But he put on six six catches, twenty four yards. Um, on the flip side, Keenan Allen. He's all but season over. He did Torn his ACL. knee. It's pretty tough. A guy who had to finish his season last year for, I believe it was a, a kidney. Pump, a kidney. kidney yeah. um, did he lose a kidney? I believe he did. No, it was it was ruptured or yeah. um, it was nasty. Or something. It was not good to the point where they said, if you take a shot on this, you could not only lose one but lose the other, and that's what put him out for the year last year. Well, he, he comes back. He, he was looking great. Second quarter. He was six of sixty-three. He had six catches at that point. He, well, remember last year he was on pace to break the reception record for the season when yep. he got hurt. Look, it, it's a shame, and their offense depleted as soon as he went out of the game. It's when they struggled. Um, I thought Melvin Gordon was good. If you're a Charger fan wanting a sign of hope, I thought Melvin Gordon looked really sharp. He caught the ball well. He ran the ball pretty well. Have you got um, him and Danny Woodhead looked fine for either of you guys? Have you got a take? On Danny Woodhead getting 16 touches and Melvin Gordon only getting 14? It was just a split. I think they just split it. They're both very different runners. Woodhead had a lot more carries with um, in the gun. Melvin Gordon had a lot more carries from uh, pistol and under center, where he's directly behind the quarterback. Uh, he had two touchdowns. You know, I thought he played quite well. I thought the whole game was exciting. I didn't think the Chiefs were going to come back, but... As I said, as soon as Keenan Allen went out, and, and Chargers fans feel free to blame that because I think if you had Keenan Allen for the whole game, I think you probably score at least another touchdown and then it's completely out of reach. Um, and it's going to be a tough season. You, you just can't survive that all the time. And no, it's, again, can't. it's happening to <clears throat> It would have been such a good win to go into Arrowhead too. Divisional oh, game, you, pinching you've a played win there, there. You, Chris? Yeah, I have, yeah. yeah. It's it's an amazing uh, stadium. But I think, like we spoke about the Chiefs earlier on there, their start to the year was is going to be so important, and to get this one, um, you know, they would have had demons thinking at half time. Oh yeah. no, here we go again, another slow start. But to come away with it, um, and now it's the opposite. Now it's how do we let that slip? This could sink a season. Losing Keenan Allen, then losing a game like that in your division that you had. 
that you'd stolen and you were going to, you know, you were going to come in feeling pretty confident. It's just done now. Got to play the whole the whole game now. Yep. Yeah. In one of the few games that um, wasn't as exciting as everything else, the Buffalo Bills oh, travelled to the Baltimore Ravens. Final score: Bills seven, Ravens thirteen. Neither offense being able to generate a whole lot. Uh, James, you took a good look at this one. Um, in a pretty meh kind of game, what did you see? Uh, we won't take long on this one. It was a garbage game. Uh, it was incredibly frustrating because Buffalo's defense dominated the Ravens' offense, uh, yet Buffalo's offense just shot themselves in the foot all day with penalties. They missed field goals. You know, Tyra Taylor missed wide-open receivers. I think Sammy Watkins was open about four times, which could have been touchdowns, and he missed him on every single one. Um, it, it's really frustrating because I can see the Rex Ryan haters are going to start coming out when, in theory, his defense was outstanding against an averaged Baltimore Ravens offense. They should have won this game 28-13. to 13. Like The Baltimore Ravens had no right winning it, and unfortunately, because of you know mistakes and lack of continuity on offense, they just couldn't get it done. Bills hurt themselves. You just mentioned the penalties really quickly. They had eight for just short of 90 yards. That's a lot of yards big of penalties, penalties. Big penalties. I think one, the touchdown was a pass interference because the, the cornerback put himself out of position, and then basically he, he gave a professional um, penalty away to stop him scoring. The bigger uh, problem here, the Bills' offense... Board on non-existent. Well, there's total, no rushing. No their, rush, to- is there? their total net yards, 160. Mm. 160. And when you're playing a team who has 300, you're going to lose. I, I'm telling you right now, they, the Bills will be walking away from that game thinking we just cost ourselves a really good chance. You were, you were high on them. You I am high on them. Do you defense, still feel that way, or you are you concerned that the offense I'm, is just not going to get it done? I'm scared about the offense. I thought it would step up a notch. I thought Sammy Watkins would step up a notch, which I feel he has. I but I don't think Tyro Taylor's going to jump with him. I, I guess it's just so hard to evaluate after one game, but because next week the defense could be terrible and the offense could be outstanding. You just don't know with this Buffalo team. And they play the Patriots now at, at the Patriots next. Oh, no, Patriots got Miami. Sorry, they play them week four. So it it's hard to evaluate. I think they're a good defense, and I thought the offense would step up, but they really didn't today, and we'll have to wait and see if they can. They still had a chance to win this game, and guess what? A holding call. Shut them down. Then they got into second and long, and Tyro Taylor can't throw an accurate ball through his own. It's just not his style of game. They need a good running game and the short passing game with, with motion and bootlegs to make their offense work, and they couldn't get it today. Did you watch the whole game? Yep. If you get to oh, half time and it's seven to ten and there's nothing happening, you sh- you just should have put on should have put on red zone. You put on something else. <laughs> I'm How just did doc- you keep that one on? Dr. Phil, just committed that. to my football. Uh, yeah, I had so basically I had the four my four or five games I was uh, evaluating on my screen in in Game Pass, watching them all from three o'clock this morning. Did so. you just put a hand up over that one? I so didn't. You, so you didn't have to look at it. It certainly anymore. wasn't clicked on a lot. Occasionally, I didn't have it on a lot. When all the others were in ad breaks, I would click it on. But uh, so it was a very frustrating game. Oh. And I'm not even a Bills fan. I can't imagine how the Bills. You fans had them feel. at the top of their division, though. That's why. It's, yeah, it's, I, like I said, yeah, I am frustrated. Yeah. You know, it's. I thought they'd be better than that. It's going to be tough from there. Um, a game that was a little bit better, a little surprising. The Chicago Bears travelled to the Houston Texans um, at halftime. They're actually leading fourteen to ten. Over Houston, but Brock Osweiler, uh, sorry, the final score was 14-23 to Texans. Brock Osweiler threw for 231 yards and a couple of touchdowns in his debut for the Texans in that new revamped offense. For those who don't remember, he signed a $72 million contract in the offseason, and they got him a lot of help by investing in offensive players to go along with a defense that's been pretty good for some time. Lamar Miller... On debut for the Texans as well. He had 28 touches for over for 106 yards. He looked really good as well. Probably the most exciting thing though, Will Fuller, rookie receiver, had five receptions, 107 yards and a touchdown. He was catching a little, little screens and things like that. He looked electric once the ball got in his hands. And yeah, he was looking like a pretty special Single character. coverage all day. They could not take, take them off Hopkins because they did it once and he burned him for a touchdown, and Osweiler actually missed him on another touchdown. Uh, I thought Fuller was outstanding. I thought Hopkins, even though he only had 5 for 54, 
He did his role. He's not going to be needed every week to have 180 yards and three touchdowns. It's just not going to be his, his game anymore. Uh, Lamar Miller was outstanding. And I'll give Osweiler his dues. He started really average. But I think once, you know, the second half, he got more comfortable. The O-line kind of... Remember, these are, you're playing teams that you haven't seen yet. So game time adjustments are really, really big during week one. And I thought Houston and, and Bill O'Brien, to, to his credit, did an outstanding job adjusting to halftime and just completely smothering them in the second half. And Clowney looked really good. How was the uh, the matchup? You know, JJ Watts obviously had a limited preseason, and then Chicago have gone and Jay, got didn't play a um, lot. What was basically non-existent? He didn't play a heap, yeah. and when he did, he did nothing. I think he finished with an assist. He was that, that was yeah, all he, he had. didn't do a lot. We would have been matched up against Josh Sitton, who'd come over from the Packers. They double team. I saw yeah. him in on a few plays, and they double teamed him. Uh, but I, Whitney Marsalius, Marsalius, sorry, and Jadavian Clowney off that edge. I think they've found that kind of rushing tandem they need. Uh, I, I well, well Clowney really had a sack, sharp. and he was involved in a bunch of others. Yep. Forced a couple of hurries. Salius had two. Yeah, um, and the I same. Think... It was the pressures they were pressuring Cutler. All now, the the Bears tackles aren't their strength, but they had consistent pressure. And I thought, oh, what's the big guy's name? Is um, Wilfork did a really good job getting inside push. Cutler couldn't step up in the pocket at all. While we're talking about their defense, I do want to touch on Brian Cushing. It looks like he's yeah. got a torn MCL. He'll probably be out, they reckon. Ten weeks, they said. Yeah, I was hearing eight to ten. So he'll go on the IR. He'll go on the boomerang IR. Even then, they'll have to bring him back at what, week eight? Still worth it to, it's so still that, worth it you to can get replace a him. Um, huge he's, loss. Yeah, he's not um, He's not a gun player, but he's kind of the the soul Emotional of leader. that defense. Yep. Yeah, you might you might say, well, J.J. Watt's there. He's certainly the, the heart. J.J. Wall's the, fl- JJ Wall's the, the flash. Yeah. Cushing's, he calls all the plays. Now, they've got Bryant McKinney, who's in his second season, who played really, really well. Um, so he's going to have to step it up. Uh, Simon, the other middle linebacker, came in. He had six tackles and a sack, so he actually played quite well. But nothing can replace that. Um, experience that yeah. Cushing has and toughness. He's a tough dude. I imagine if you're a running back and you see him coming through the hole, you're going to think this is going to be a heavy contact. Yeah, we've done nothing so far but talk about the Texans flipping over to the Bears. Obviously, I know they went down. Um, I actually want to start on their defense. Um, Danny Trevathan, who they brought in, I thought he had an outstanding day. He was involved in everything. Well, we we um, discussed flying the addition, all over the place. We discussed this in the preseason, the addition of Freeman, Jarrell Freeman and Danny Trevathan. Pro Football Focus had them both in the top 10 as middle linebackers last year. They have completely improved that middle, and it made such a difference. The now, two of them were in on everything. Yeah, they if, were involved they can, in everything. They've just got to start building a little bit around it now. Um, Leonard Floyd had his first sack. He did share it with Eddie Goldman, but... He looked okay. He certainly didn't look out of place in the NFL. He was their first-round pick. Um, one of my hits in my mock draft, just so you really remember that. I think Adrian Amos from safety looked outstanding. He's a real athlete. You can see, and we saw it a bit last year. We didn't think Chicago would be a good defense. But as the season wore on, they really started to come together. And it looks like they've kind of picked up where they left off. Is Fox an underrated coach? No. He's rated exactly where he needs yeah, to be. Yeah, that's what I, I, I... I don't think he's picked on. I don't think he's... Talked about Revered as one of the either. best ever. Yeah, I, I just think you know, he's he's yeah. got enough respect. I certainly don't think he's a bad coach. I think it's odd that he's always been traditionally a four three coach, yet he's running a three four here. It, it, it's surprising to me, but it's working. And he's done a great job in a season, turning a crappy four three defense into what looks like it's going to be a solid three four defense. And it starts with Freeman and Trevathan, who you you need two good middle linebackers, and they've got them. Yep, um, Alshon Jeffrey. He back. He, he ain't. Ha- he might not be happy, but he's good. Oh, he'll play hard because um, he wants the contract. He, he wants his money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also Langford replacing a, a long time um, sword in Forte. It's going to be hard. He, he looked okay. He, he wasn't he's, great. He wasn't bad. He was okay. Kevin was, White playing fine. his first action. I thought he was he was pretty solid too. He'll take some time to get used to it all. I'm going to make a bit of an unfair and bold call. It's probably unfair. I don't think this team's going anywhere till Cutler's replaced, and that's not that he's a really, really bad player. I think he's plateaued. I think you've seen his ceiling, and I don't see him getting any better. So he can be a a good, you know, stand-in for the next couple of seasons. But they're really going to need 
um, something in the works to improve them. Uh, whether that comes in the draft next year or not. The, the trouble is, if, you, if you're just an okay team every year, you pick around 10, 12, which they did this season, you never get a shot at that, that quarterback that you need. So it's going to be hard with him there. So Bears fans, you might need a bottom out before you start working your way up, but the pieces are certainly there. Moving on, the Green Bay Packers travelled down to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the team that the James is the highest on. Packers came away with a 27-23 win, but Chris, you watched this game. It was your Packers. Uh, Rogers, <coughs> welcome back. Well, you didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> Two touchdowns, ran for another one, uh, leading them to that victory. He was good, wasn't he? It was a uh, you know, it was a hot, hot day down there in Florida. Ten degrees. <clears throat> so what you take away thirty, so that's eighty, and then halve it. So it's. So it's in the it was in the forties, close Celsius. to forty degrees in so, Florida, where it's like, it's like being forty humidity, degrees in Queensland, yeah. forty three point three repeating degrees. So imagine that in Queensland. Um, but look, Aaron Rodgers, he looked great, didn't he? Threw for two, um, got one for himself. I think Jordan having Jordan Nelson back, you know, he, he, they looked comfortable. He got a touchdown, um, which was great. He completed twenty of thirty four for nearly two hundred yards. Um, touchdowns to Jordan Nelson and Devontae Adams, sacked once, but. He looked all a bit like a, a two-time MVP. He, he extended plays. He used his feet to escape sacks, um, and he had the precision arm and powerful arm that he, he's known to. So That throw he made, getting dragged down for the touchdown to Devontae Adams, that went 30 yards like a bullet while he was getting pulled backwards. Yeah, I cannot arm. believe that was a touchdown. He just... he. He amazes me every time I watch him. I, I don't feel it was his best game, but as he always does, he does enough to win. He just does what he has to do. On the flip side, I am very high on the Jaguars, and unlike the Bills, I'm walking away from this game. On Friday, I said, I need to see the Jaguars in this game where they have a chance to win it, and it looks like they belong. They were on the 12-yard line at the end of the game with a chance to win this. It, yeah. it was an <clears throat> awful play call. The screen... So bubble screen, trips yeah. to the right, yeah. three pressed receivers, and you try and run a screen. I feel like either Bortles should have audibled that or the coach should have not called it. I don't know how it worked. Maybe Bortles didn't have the confidence to do that, but it wasn't a good play. It got shut down. So he never really had a chance to put it into that end zone. I, would have, I just would have liked to see that. But in, in terms of the Jaguars, I think their offense looked sharp. The running game wasn't there, but I think Green Bay's front four, front seven are pretty solid. But the passing game was back. Bortles looked great. Julius Thomas looks like he's, you know, back and healthy. And their defense was improved. It wasn't unbelievable, but it was improved. Struggled with pass rush, but everyone does against Rodgers. You look at the Jags there. They've got uh, three receivers over 60 yards and then one at nearly 50 as well. So, obviously, spreading the ball around, which is terrific. Um, Eddie Lacy, trimmed down Eddie Lacy. He ran for uh, 61 yards. He quite good. Um, It's still powerful, too. Like, yeah, he's trimmed down, but still very powerful. So I feel like the Green Bay Packers have all the pieces they need to get it done. No, Jared Cook only had the, the one catch for seven yards. It was a really important catch on a third down. But I think having him there made it everything work better, if that makes sense. Like when Jermichael Finley was there, he didn't dominate every yep. game. He only had about 800 yards in his best year, the year you guys won the, the Super Bowl. But it was having that weapon to go down the seam, taking players away from Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. Well, that's what, that, that was the difference. We, the, we talked about it with uh, Brady having Gronk, didn't we? Exactly. So this is now Aaron. He has this now uh, at his disposal to almost a bailout option, yep. isn't it? So, so if you're a Packers fan, you're wrapped because you go into Jacksonville and get a win. And I think if you're a Jacksonville fan, you walk away going, "We had a chance to win a game against Green Bay, who are tipped to up there to win the Super Bowl, certainly right, yep. by all of us in here." Yep. And I think that gives you confidence that you can. You know, go on and, and have a chance to win that division, which it's looking not looking that good. No, you're so. right. Yep, absolutely. Switching over to the West Coast, the Miami Dolphins travelled what's well, arguably the longest road trip they have to take out to see the Seattle Seahawks, where the Dolphins went down ten to twelve in what was a pretty ordinary game um, by pretty much everyone involved. A lot of people got the Seahawks predicted as heading to the Super Bowl or having a really good year. And I think the Dolphins suck. And after they've put up 10 points, I still think they suck. 
But this was not a good performance by the Seattle Seahawks. Well, we all said that, didn't we? Going through the preview, that the Dolphins, we looked at their over-unders and it was four or five and we said we'll take them under. I think it still will be. I think they still will be, but, you you know, obviously a question mark has to come over the Seahawks to only put up um, 12 points. You know, their defense buckled late in the game to give them a chance. Um, and their offense just looked flawed. It just didn't look smooth. Um, Russell Wilson, you know, throwing, he, he got the two-yard touchdown pass late with 31 seconds left to get the win, but, um, like, less than, less than convincing, to be honest. Russell Wilson also um, had in, uh, and Sue stepped on his ankle as he was... As he was sacking certainly him, affected him. It did not look good. He was very heavily strapped when he came back on, but it's that, you know they're that strapping over the boot, um, so that it was done quickly. We'll have to wait and see to see if that lasts for longer or becomes a long term issue. But he looked didn't look too bad. He didn't look that good before it either, though. Yeah, so, I'm going to say one thing on this game. Seattle's offensive line is terrible. They cannot, and I think. This is a really... We didn't probably analyse this well enough to think that Miami's strength is defensive line. Cameron Wake came back really well from his injury, his torn Achilles, which surprised me. Mario Williams looked pretty good, and how, Sue how good was, is Sue. Like, I was going to say, how good was animal. Wake's uh, late hit? Oh, yeah. He <laughs> what a shocker. crushed him. I think he just said, I'm going to hit this guy. And I'm going to hit him, him one No one. matter what. Yeah. <laughs> just we probably, did, him. we probably didn't give this game the credit. The, exactly. Because it was we just a thought the Seahawks D-line, were... a dominant D-line. This could be like one of the top five D-lines yeah. in the NFL, purely because Sue's on it going against a really crappy offensive line. and I think we kind of let that We just thought the through. Seahawks would get yeah. it done and it'll be, it'll be over with. Now, so. the, their defense is, is certainly the amount they were on the field today. There's no written... I can understand why they gave up probably a little bit too much yardage, but when they needed to, they got it done. They had a drive with a minute and a half left, Tannehill, and he never looked like getting anything off. He didn't complete a pass, ended up in a safety um, from a sack, so... Or from a, from a penalty or something like that. So it, it it never looked like they were going to go anywhere. And watching this game on and off, I never felt like Seattle were going to lose. If that makes sense, I, I never felt worried. I'm yeah. not sure if I was a Seattle fan, I might have. But I always thought Russell Wilson's going to get them a touchdown when they need it, which he did. And the defense is going to stop them when they need to, which they did. And, and they did. It's not a good start to the season, but it's not as, certainly not as bad as the other better, play, other teams win, in their division. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I was, I think I'm just going to take a parting shot at Tannehill before we get out of here. Crap. I don't think he's very good, and he played like it. Um, I still, I don't like these players who come in. They've played one year of quarterback, two at college, whatever. Yeah, he but has, it's volume. He, he just gets yards. He's the same guy. He hasn't changed. He played in that Texas Tech air raid offense. He threw it a zillion times a game. That's all well and good in college, where half, well, three quarters of the defense. Aren't going to the NFL, yep. but everyone's fast in the NFL, and you can't, you don't get those big open passing windows. Really quickly, Arian Foster coming back from injury, he looked okay. He couldn't do much. He had a good, good catch, but he couldn't do much against that running game. Very Lar- true. Oh, Laramie Tunstall actually struggled a fair bit, missed a lot of pass protection. Cost calls. him a blocked um, yep. field, goal, a field so goal. He got smoked. He certainly looked like he'd been wearing his bong mask before the game. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, James. Way to get that one in there. That was a cheap one, but a goodie. Now, while we're talking about cheap ones, but good ones, the Dallas Cowboys were hosting the New York Giants. They went down 20-19. to uh, James, you watched this one closely? Yeah, it was actually quite an entertaining game, to be honest. I know everyone's going to say, how good was Dak? He looked great. He looked okay. Um, he looked about how he looked in the preseason, but against better opposition. The short passes he was making weren't having guys break a touchdown and go 40 yards for a touchdown or being wide open. Um, Where this game really... There's two aspects of this game that that cost it for the Cowboys. They can't get any pass rush right now. None. They're missing Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence, who are arguably their two best pass rushers. They've got no edge rush. Eli Manning sat there all day, and when you've got guys like... Um, Odell Beckham, Victor Cruz. Welcome back, Victor Cruz. Seven hundred twenty-nine days, <laughs> yeah, and he had a touchdown on a terrible pick drill, where the tight end literally 
ran block the cornerback into the ground. But I won't get upset about that. Rules are rules. Um, but he, he played really well. Odell Beckham looked as sharp as he always does. But I think if the Cowboys could have got some pass rush, it could have been a different game. And on the flip side, Cowboys running game was good. But when New York wanted to stop it and they wanted to stack the box and just say, you're not going to run on us on this drive, Dak couldn't take advantage of the one-on-ones with Des Bryant. He threw it downfield about four times and all of them were pretty poorly thrown. I feel like Romo would have hit two, probably three of them. And then the game's different. Also, we stalled three times in the red zone. I feel like Romo scores, even if he scores one, one of, of them, those. it's before that it would have been 17-0 or 17-7. And that's a lot different than 7-6 to six because of a couple of field goals. So that's where the game kind of turned. Really good game. Um, Giants looked really great. And congratulations to Victor Cruz. I know he's a giant and I hate him, but he it's fantastic to see a guy come back. And I, I wish him all the best. He was out a long, long time. We said during the previews that we weren't sure he would ever come back. Mm, yeah and be any good even if he did. He looked smooth and yep, he quick. His hands were fine. He got open. Um, it, it, it was encouraging. People just, if you just like football, um, you're happy for someone like that who's kept working, as we said, 700-plus days two seasons, between receptions. Two and a half so, seasons since and, he did it. And let's not forget, Victor Cruz was Odell Beckham before Odell he Beckham came along. He certainly was. He yeah. was a gun. That If, if they're both good, that's two legitimate... Um, Targets and the rookie on the Shepherd, outside. The rookie Shepherd looked so good. Did as didn't well. he? Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll say congrats to Zeke Elliott scoring his first touchdown. Probably wasn't the day he imagined it being. His longest run was eight yards, but I will say him and Morris they churned away. Cowboys committed to that running game. I feel like more because they had to, but um, they had a lot of the ball, a lot of the time in possession. They just couldn't convert enough, and that Dak, that, that cost you. Dak still had forty-five pass attempts. In the game, which is a lot. Yeah, because well, I mean, they had so many more players than the Giants. That's three more than Breeze, for yeah. those who are keeping track at so home. So, put it into perspective, the Cowboys, when they kicked their second field goal, had ran had two 14-yard drives, 14-play drives. Yeah, the Giants had had three plays. The Giants then, in four plays, scored a touchdown and took the lead. They had run seven plays and had seven points, where the Cowboys had ran 28 and had six points. So it was just completely stifled by red zone problems. You mentioned time of possession. The Cowboys had 36 minutes. Uh, the New York Giants had 23. So that's a massive... massive I feel yeah. like you win most of those games. That's, I think with you, Romo, you certainly do. You've you got yeah, two-thirds of the game, haven't you? Yeah. Um, just a shout-out to, uh, to Brad Wing for the Giants. Uh, he had five punts. With a longest sixty, with a, a net, with an average of thirty six point two. So, look, not the greatest day, but none inside twenty. But look, solid effort, a and long they get the sixty. That's a that's yeah. a big, that's Luck, a good and, kick. And lucky never looked like having a return. He actually um, had a, had a couple of really good uh, pooch punts. They call yeah. them the, the backspin punts, where they couldn't get returns. I thought he was good. I will say just quickly on the last thing on the Giants. Janoris Jenkins, I thought Snacks Harrison, they, they paid big money for, was, was quite good against the run. But Janoris Jenkins, I think you've wasted some dough on that guy. He He's not even your best corner. I think they've really, yeah, they've, they've spent way too much money on him. And Olivia Vernon pretty much got his ass kicked by Tyrone Smith. And he's not going to go against Tyrone Smith every week, but you've paid a lot of money for two guys on defense that haven't helped your game one. So hopefully they can improve. It's a long way to go. To one of the last games of the round, the Detroit Lions went into the Indianapolis Colts and came away with a 39-35 to victory. I was watching this one literally at the gym. Matt Stafford took advantage of you don't getting... Go to the gym. I did this morning. <laughs> Come took on, Took advantage of Rashad. one Come last on, chance <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> Matt Brady hit a 43-yard field goal with eight seconds left to give them the win... As I said, 39-34. to 34. Rashad, I watched it at the gym too. He missed an extra point. Ask Damo. <laughs> he missed an extra Wesley. point, which was wide right without four minutes to go, uh, which could have cost the Lions, but they came back to win. Uh, this game... It was w- exciting. Yeah, it, it was all over the place as well. You know, Detroit, um, you know, for a time there, I thought, oh, they're, they're, in, they're in control of this. Um then Andrew Luck and the Colts' offense got going to come back. It, it went backwards and forwards. Um, I thought it was a really good game. 
for a team that lost arguably one of the greatest receivers of all time, Matt Stafford looked really good. He was 31 of 39 for 340 yards and three touchdowns. Marvin Jones was, was had a really good game. He was I sharp. thought his game was better than his statistics. I thought he did a really good job. Um, Golden Tate was a bit down. A lot of receptions, a lot of first down conversions, which is kind of his, his thing. Theo Riddick, the running back, and Amir Abdullah really filled in. Abdullah I he ran great. the ball really well, too. Um, their offense was great, but I'm these both these defenses, this looked like two crappy teams having a crappy shootout. <laughs> and you You're know what? at 39-35. Like it was, trust me, I watched this game. And if you had it the, was garbage. The over-under. It looked like a college wait, game. Wait, it did look like a college game. It looked like Andrew Luck was playing for Stanford, tearing up against minor competition. And he looks like he, he's pretty healthy. He had a pretty bit of a slow start, but... Once he got going, he was fine, and and so did Stafford. He looked pretty good, but you know, I don't think this is any indicate. This doesn't make me change any of my thoughts on these two teams. I don't instantly think they're going to be a, a great offensive team. I've lost my mic. No, I just feel better that. Um, I think you're fine, mate. Um, I actually feel better about having the Texans winning this division now. Um, yeah, I, I thought the Colts might be a little down, and I felt really good about it for a while until they started coming back and I was like ah, oh, maybe I'm going to be wrong yeah. here um, but the Lions certainly bailed it out for me I still don't think the Lions will be much chopped it's a tough division tough division and I think Leeds you, you mentioned the college game a few of the receivers late in the game not getting out of bounds not you know fighting for an extra yard and chewing up the clock uh, oh we didn't even mention that in the Cowboy game um, no I can't I'll all, all ball carriers when it's late in the game and you trail and you're driving. They get out of, get no out time of bounds. The funniest thing was... Even if you've got timeouts, if you're within four yards of the sideline, get out. Get out. The camera angle shows when Tyra, when Williams catches that ball, Des Bryant is screaming at him, pointing at the sideline on the field. Like, screaming at him, not even trying to do anything. Just get out of bounds. Um, look, it's he was devastated after the game. They interviewed him in the locker room, so I'm not going to rag on him too much. It's the first game of the season. If he makes that mistake again, I'll rag on him, but um, last thing on the Colts, Philip Dorsett, their first round pick from last year, who was much maligned, had four receptions, 94 yards, looked everything he was advertised as last year, and um, that's a sign that maybe he could be alright alongside uh, T.Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief. It gives them a third option. Dwayne Allen's a pretty solid tight end, so there's there's some hope there, but they just got no defense. Absolutely win- no defense. And it's hard to win shootouts every week because if you're not quite hitting on all cylinders or it's a bit It's rain, impossible. It, yeah. It's, you, it, you cannot... It's not sustainable and it, it won't be for them. Yeah, it makes it really, really hard. Uh, the late game was the New England Patriots going to the Arizona Cardinals. Somehow the Cardinals screwed this up. The Patriots got away with a 23-21 to win. Garoppolo... Um, Starting in place of obviously the suspended Tom Brady, threw for 260-odd and a touchdown. Um, looked okay. He, he wasn't... Did. He looked He looked fine. Like, he you know looked what? fine. This system is pretty good. They can just throw as many white receivers as they want in there and watch any quarterback dominate it. The, they've plugged Matt in, Cassell went 10-6 and six with this system. For those who love hard knocks, they've all heard of Hogan... 7 because he's always open... He was an okay receiver kind of plodding around the league. All of a sudden, he gets plugged in at New England and looks like a world beater. Between Edelman, Hogan, and Amendola, they've had 13 receptions for almost 200 yards. That's all of them. It's almost <laughs> all of the yards. I just... Um, Matelius Bennett blocked like an absolute animal. Uh, he's, his toughness was really noted. I was really disappointed. I, I, walk, I think I called you after that game... Richard saying how I felt like the Cowboys lost the Super Bowl after watching Arizona lose that game. I do not understand how you let no Brady, no Gronkowski come into your town when you're the picked to be one of the best teams in the NFL. I'm going to win in the Super that. Bowl against let, them. Let that do. Let them do that to you. It's oh, no this, Ninkovic this, either. Yeah, this, no Ninkovic. This could hurt them. This could really hurt their season. And. I thought Tyron Matthew, yeah, he made a few tackles. He made a few tackles because he couldn't get to the to the ball on coverage. Um, it's not ragging on him, but he didn't look ready. Uh, he'll get better as it goes by, and I hope he gets back to his form because he's so good to watch usually. Patrick Peterson looked uninterested at times. He's helping guys up after they've burnt him for 40 yards. 
he lacked that competitive edge that I saw them have last year. They missed that grunt. Uh, their defense was completely surprising. Robert Kimdichie barely touched the field. This is yeah, the guy that surprised they me. highly touted. Um, I don't get it. I, I don't know what's going to happen. They're, they're, is, this my, is that my vest doing yeah, that? Can you take still, that man. off? I can not take Just it off. It's still. cold in here. Take it off. I'm you, all riled up. You move well, around when you get angry. Noise. Anyway, I just cannot believe the Patriots going on that won that game. But good on them. Obviously, when Brady's done, uh, Garoppolo well, we will come in and it will just continue the dominance. That That's the toughest game of the four. That's what we said, wasn't it? And, and I was sort of saying, yeah, they'll get out of there with at least two and two. So I thought they'd go into this game, get pantsed, Garoppolo would look terrible, have no confidence, and then stagger through the next three games, maybe winning one. Now after this, he's going to have all the confidence in the world, beating up on one of the best defenses from last year. They'll win the next three now. Yep. My predictions are gone. Like he, They're going to win the next three, Brady's going to come back in FU mode, and goodbye season. He's, he's your Super Bowl contender. Yeah, pretty you much. Now I've had Christos a couple of... is sitting over in the corner there, all smug, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Christos, the Panthers fan from last year. <laughs> uh, I have been hit up by a couple of our uh, mutual Patriots fans who've demanded apologies. I'm not freaking apologising for Arizona being <laughs> shit. God, all I can do is evaluate the stats. You've got some kid who's never played a game going into the best defences where they don't lose at home and them stinking it up. If you want an apology, call the fucking Arizona Cardinals. Oh, come uh, on. Now i got a market. Yeah! <laughs> Chris, 39 minutes and 25 seconds. Anyway, Patriots fans, get stuffed. You're not getting an apology. You're going to win a Super Bowl as an apology. <laughs> that brings us to the end of the round. Hold on. we got to get in. we got to have a chat with uh, with someone in the studio who's not usually here. Oh. You want to come on, Chris? He has to come on. Richie, give you your mic. I'm giving it up. Hey, buddy. I can't even... It's weird not having headphones in enough to talk and I don't know... Mate, you're lucky to even let you in the room, all right? We're a bit bigger than you now. Hey, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't even be up here, all right? That's true. Yeah, good point. People were downstairs. I actually made the trek. You would not be up here. You wouldn't have any access to this room. You wouldn't know about this room. You probably forgot about this room. Why don't you tell our listeners why you're really here, Christos? Yeah, why you're really here. No reason. To help us out. That's why you really... <laughs> Just to be a nice guy, to be a good producer. I feel like I should probably check in every, once every, what, four months? We do miss you. Okay? You were here. You were our third. You didn't talk as much as Chris because you have no idea about football. <laughs> I don't know about Patriots. You failed a quiz on the Patriots I did not once. Fail. A very easy quiz. <laughs> I did a lot better than you were expecting me to do. You got a three, lot better. Three. Let's not get into that. Three, but that's all right. <laughs> I think you got four, actually. You were a Johnny-come-lately, we decided. Either way, it's good to see you. Give us... We've got some updates on SEN America. What's, I hear there's something in the works regarding the NBA. There is starting, hopefully, this week. It was supposed to start last week. It hit a bit of a hurdle, but we should be starting an SEN NBA podcast, which is fantastic because... It's been a while, and I think everyone would have wanted to see uh, an, an NBA podcast start up last season. We couldn't get it done, but we are starting one this week. There's three of us a part of the podcast, I included. So hopefully that'll be out on Wednesday nights. And anything going on, something going on with the website, I believe. There's there some, is an absolute uh, overhaul with the SEN website. It's been a shambles for the past probably month. Yep. They are trying to update it. I don't know what the latest is. It was supposed to be fixed last week. As of Friday, it was not. I haven't uh, gone on on the weekend. But that is all getting fixed. So if anyone's actually gone to the uh, SEN website, sen.com.au, and noticed it has been down, we are aware of it. We're doing massive, massive amounts of work to try and fix it. Will it be better? It's supposed to, but that's a whole point. Yeah, it's supposed the to be The point updated. is it's supposed to be better because it's supposed to work. I've it, been it, asked to write some articles. It very seldom worked, uh, the old website. So hopefully, yes, you're, you're hopefully going to write some articles as well. I'm not much, I'm a slightly worse writer than I that's am That's why talker. we have editors, James. Yeah, so I'll just put all my notes down on a page. I didn't think you, you guys spell, James. He, um, he'll pretty much just dictate. You can just say yeah, it out loud and then yeah. we'll just write it down. That's how it works. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll just tell you what to write. Um, pretty much what I do for these two in here. Exactly. So hopefully once the season gets underway a little bit more, the NBA starts to come, we'll have a lot more content. It's been a bit quiet over the last couple of months because the only thing that's really been on is baseball, and even that's had a bit of a hiatus, the baseball podcast. But Yeah, what's going on with them? I actually the enjoyed that. It was months, quite good. Everyone enjoyed it, man. It was a fantastic show. Yeah. Might come back soon. We'll see how we go. But as I was saying, the next couple of months should see a lot more content, so make sure you head to the SEN.com.au website. Make sure to hit up our Twitter account as well, at SEN America, and all your respective Twitter accounts as well, because like I said, there's going to be a whole lot of stuff over the next few months. NBA, NFL, everything else. So Hockey? 
Not hockey, no. No, no I don't hockey. think there's really enough interest in hockey in Australia, unfortunately. I, the, I like I hockey, think but... the politically correct, correct way to say it is there's not a big enough market for right now for hockey to be around. Is that the politically correct way of saying it, is it? I don't know. The only thing I know politically <laughs> correct is not say a certain word that Richie Tom not allowed to say on the air. Don't say that on air. Please <laughs> do not say that on air. It's not politically correct. Hey, guess what? I'll let you finish the show. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Good guys. to see you, mate. Good to see you, mate. Thanks, Chris. Last thing before we get out of here, there are two Monday night games. The Pittsburgh Steelers will travel to the Redskin Racial Slurs. The LA Rams will travel <laughs> to correct. the San Francisco 49ers. Guys, we don't have much time. Uh, give me a couple of quick hits and who your winners will be. James, go. Steelers will cream the Redskins because they're in the Cowboys division and I need them to lose. Kirk Cousins will suck. <laughs> Look, I don't think it'll be as... As bad as that, I think this will be an actually pretty good game. I think Kirk Cousins again will he'll he'll take another step forward. I I think the Steelers will get it though. And the LA Rams and the Forty ers James. I'm interested interested to see if this offense can step it up a notch to help the defense. You know, I enjoyed Hard Knocks. I enjoy Jeff Fisher saying that's some seven and nine bullshit whenever something goes <laughs> wrong. He's actually he won me over a little bit, Jeff Fisher. So I had them as my wild card. I think Gurley's going to go off. Um, I said I had the Bills winning my division and the Patriots not. So who knows? Everything's going out the window. Uh, look, quick, I think the Rams will get it. We we discussed 49ers will be stinking, so the Rams will, will get it done. Quick thought, Chip Kelly, does he improve the offense or make it worse? Blaine, Blaine Gabbard's a starting call. Blaine Gabbard's so ordinary. How long do we see Kaepernick? I don't know. He seems like a grumpy... He doesn't want to do it. I feel like he all he'll do is take a snap and then kneel down. Well, my worry is if he hurts himself, they're on the hook for even more money. Oh, that was a flag joke. Yeah, because everyone takes a knee yeah, now for the year. I'm not going to pretend to understand that kind of stuff. Right. I have no idea. Good luck to all the teams tomorrow. I'll certainly be watching slash listening. We're done, James. Get us out of here. Thank you for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow me. James on Twitter at Jartha6594. You can follow Chris Starkey, the Wonder Boy, on whatever he does. I just want to say hi to him again. You can follow former <laughs> NFL superstar Chris Bryan, 82. Get on board with him. He's got some cute kids. And you can follow Coach Richard at Richard03. Until next week, for Chris, for Chris Starkey, for Richard, I'm James. Thanks for listening. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. When you purchase a set of Napa brake pads and rotors, you get a discount code from Fanatics.com worth up to $50 towards your favorite sports gear. While Napa can't help your team reach the promised land, we can help make sure your car will because these brakes come with something no sports team does. Guaranteed performance. Great brakes, great price, great fan gear. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Offer expires September 30th, 2017.